Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. I'm sorry I'm late, but I, I just got back from Burning Man. <laughs> oh, I was really? out in Burning Man, and I uh, <laughs> had to wash up before I got yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like yeah. a mess out there, man. Yeah, well, you know, it was a fun thing for a while, but it turned out to be a mess. You know, you can never predict the weather. Yeah. You can't predict the weather. Right. Who says it's going to rain in the desert, huh? Yeah, man. you never oh, know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. But it was a fun thing. Uh, I got out of there just in time, and uh, uh, I, I was. Uh, the funniest thing was I, I never thought uh, um, Chris Rock would be out at Burning Man, but he was there and he escaped with me. Okay. At the same time, you were in the back of that same pickup truck. No, or? I was in okay. front of that same. Pickup. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, but Chris Rock, I don't think you know when you think of Burning Man, you don't think of Chris Rock. No, you don't no. think of Chris Rock. Yeah, I don't. No, I, you know, no. maybe he's got a young little filly out there that he wants to bang. Maybe. I don't know, but he's a good guy. I've always liked Chris Rock. Oh yeah. You know, he can take a punch. <laughs> you know, so uh, um, he's. He's a good guy, and so I'm here. I made it. Nice. Just got out of Burning Man via Reno. Okay. And uh, so I'm here. What's going on with you? Well, you know, I was thinking about that Burning Man thing, you know, and, and under the best of circumstances, you know, you're out in the desert. It's like 100 degrees. Uh, that's to be expected out there. Um, it's very dusty. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's dry. You don't have any, uh, uh, you know, good sanitation facilities. Um, it's, it's, uh, so, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, hippie drum circles out there. I'm, I'm thinking like, what's the good part of Burning Man? Like what, what's the big attraction? You well, know? that's what I, I thought about the same thing. I think it's just basically, uh, uh, all sorts of ages going out there and taking LSD. Well, That's basically it, I well, think. Well, Isn't that what Burning Man is? Well, I was trying to go through the possible attractions. I was thinking, okay, if it's like to take some kind of psychedelic drugs, you know, set and setting. That's the the usual uh, the things you want to be concerned with when you're taking psychedelics, you know, and being somewhere somewhere where it's it's very uh, uh, inhospitable kind of environment with a lot of people and a lot of noise that doesn't seem like a good place to take psychedelics you know i mean i've been at jazz fest or mardi gras and i know that's a terrible place to take <laughs> to take psychedelics have you taken psychedelics i have at both of those places at jazz fest, and uh so. they're they're both bad ideas and and so and they think well, well I then think somebody else said well maybe the the orgies you know like people like to go out to Burning Man and have the and I'm thinking really is that the place you want to have sex out in the filth you know with in the people filth. people don't get to bathe properly <laughs> I don't know well I mean you know if you looked at the crowd at Burning Man uh, this last weekend and they all have motorhomes so you know that that's that's people who own motorhomes are a different you know kind of clientele if you yeah. ask me. You know, uh, you go out there with your motor home and you, you trip and you go back to your motor home. I don't know. I, I've never, I never knew. I mean, no bands play Burning Man. It's not like a band thing. I don't, th I mean, they have performers. I imagine they have people out yeah, there with, with uh, musical instruments, but it can't be any good. <laughs> you know, yeah. mean, of course they're doing the hippie dance, right? Doing right, the hippie yeah. dance. The hippie dance. Yeah. Yeah. They got the, yeah. the drum circles, you know, drum which drum uh, circles. Is, uh, was always I, I a nightmare. White guys in dreadlocks playing drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's right. No good. It's I mean, no good, yeah. Jess. You know, like my good <laughs> yeah. friend Alice McMurray said, you know, 
what's white America gonna do? You know, right? First, <laughs> right. first Jimmy Buffett, then, then right. Bernie, then Bernie Man. <laughs> what's gonna happen to white America next? Well, you know, oh, that's man. that's one of my my rules of thumb has always been, you know, if the, anybody wants to get me engaged in some kind of uh, voluntary leisure activity, I always look and and see. Are there black people doing that thing? Right, exactly. So, and that saves me a lot of heartache because I, I get to I get to cancel a lot of things off, like jumping out of an airplane. That's exactly that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, snow skiing, snow skiing, well, water water skiing. Well, I know you're from Colorado, so maybe you make an exception. I have snow skied, <laughs> and I one time wanted to jump out of an airplane because my older sister did like forty jumps. Okay, yeah. But that I'm I'm a rare. That's an exception, yeah. yeah, The exception that proves the rule. But then again, I was time. I remember one time I was playing. I was skiing up. I can't remember what was. Maybe the Aspen might have been Telluride, and 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 the black skiing group came out and there were like 100 black skiers, and the white folks were like shocked. Yeah, I mean they were just like shocked. (laughs) Well, you must have been shocked too. I was happy. Yeah, well, sure, sure, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still happy. surprised. Yeah, you know? I, was I was like, "Damn, all right, right bro. on." Well, yeah, no, okay. it's, it's every yeah. Well, listen, you know, uh, they're already you know, they took in over the NFL, baseball, basketball. Just give them a few times. They're going to take over the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. It's well, going to happen. Uh, you know, getting I'll ready to take over tennis too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to love Coco, man. I like Coco. I, oh, I like Coco. Oh, I like Coco too. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's gonna she's gonna win. I think. I hope. You know, well, you know, so so I thought, oh, they must have had a ton of rain to do that, and then I saw maybe this was a misprint or something, but it said in the newspaper I read that they had half an inch of rain at Burning Man. No, they had it was like, way more than that. No, okay. no, yeah, yeah. Right, they right. had like a whole, uh, uh, like they had like a whole season of rain in one night. Yeah, but how much? That's not that's a like half an inch? seven, eight inches. Oh, really? Like okay. Yeah, right. they had it in one night. Because we had seven inches of rain yesterday in New Orleans, and it oh, did, really? it, it, did it did flood certain places, uh, uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't flooded today. It was fine. You know, it's all so the water basically the rain... Well, there's no drainage system out there. No, you're so right. The, yeah. the rain doused the burning man. The yeah. Bur- the oh, man yeah. didn't yeah. burn. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. no. Right. Well, they were burning something out there. Yeah. They were burning lots of shit shit out there yeah, I'll tell yeah, you yeah. that you know it's all good as they say but yeah Burning Man is uh, I never had any desire to go to it in fact when my when I came home uh, when I heard about it I was like where is that again you know, mm-hmm. I, I, right, no, I right. thought it was like in Kentucky or something yeah. like that <laughs> I didn't know like where Kentucky the hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know where the hell. I couldn't remember Bernie because you got in, you got Coachella in, in in the desert in California, which I know, and you got Lollapalooza, which basically pops up anywhere they want to. Right. And then you got uh, Burning Man, and I, I was like, well, I don't know. Anyway, all right. who cares? Well, sure, know, sure, you know, sure. They're all. But it reminded me though when I was seeing the footage of the mud and all that, it reminded me. Of uh, Woodstock 25. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, it reminded me of Woodstock 25, where I was working for Virgin Records at the time in their promo department. They sent me out there to interview artists. And uh, uh, I was there with my camera crew and my producer. And um, I just remember the last... Over the Saturday into the Sunday morning, it just poured rain. It was just horrible rain at Woodstock. But fortunately for me, I didn't have to. I was living in a hotel like an hour away, okay. so I didn't give a fuck. But I got there, and there's so many people just in mud and all this kind. Of, and I never forget. There's this fucking hot, hot 
we're, we're going around, you know, interviewing people, interviewing artists. There's this hot Asian chick. I mean, she was hot, and she was just full of mud. And I was like, you know, I didn't have much mud on me or any mud on me because I, you know, I, and she she kept begging me for my uh, uh, if I had an extra pair of sneakers, which I did. I did have an extra pair of sneakers. Wow! And she kept begging me. She said, "Do you have any shoes? I need shoes. I need shoes." I'm thinking to myself, well, I got this extra pair of Air Jordans in the car. I have this extra pair. And she kept, ba- and she kept, she swore like, I'll give you a blowjob. You can fuck me right now. I'll do anything you want. I'll do anything you want. And I was like, it's all right, kid. Here, have the sneakers. Oh, very nice, what a nice guy. Very good. Yeah. Well, you know, I was and at I got blue balled all the way home. I yeah, bet, I bet. Yeah. Well, you know, I was at the first one, the real one. Oh, <laughs> really? I go, I go back, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. older than I look, you know. Nice. Yeah. My parents said they were there, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you know. I was, but you were there. I was there. Did you play? I was there. No, I didn't play. I was getting there right at the time, uh, uh, right behind the, the stage when Richie Haven was playing. Nice. Ah, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Man, oh man. And this is and and you were living in New York at the time? Or you just yeah, drove I, I, up there. I grew up in New York. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker, man. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Born in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. okay. Brooklyn Jewish Hospital. Oh. Everybody right. else at that time was right born on. there. You know, okay. Sand, everybody else oh, man, oh man. That's beautiful, man. And, I was and you were at Woodstock. I was living in White Plains, you know, Green Town. Did of you see Jimi Hendrix? No, I was already gone by then. My my, my my young bride at the time said, I can't take this shit anymore. So we got out of there. <laughs> yeah. But we were camped out at the place where the kid got run over by the tractor. Oh, oh God. And we didn't know it because we, we saw it happen, but oh. nobody knew it was anybody in there. And then we found out later, it was like, oh, shit, we were right there. Oh, How man. many fatalities at Woodstock? Just that one? It's like three, I think. I think it was huh? three. Yeah. yeah, and how many right. babies were born? I think one. Just one? No, I think one it was more than one, one baby. More than well, one? I, okay. I think it was a couple babies were born. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Makes okay. sense. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's been weeks since we we uh, since I saw you last, man. I, yeah, missed I know. You. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fabulous. Yeah. Well, uh, I miss seeing you, Manny. Well, uh, anything going on in uh, in your world, Manny? Uh, no, I've just been fucking working my ass off for the yeah. new semester and stuff. But I did, um, you know, I, I I was I have to been I've been working like you know twelve fourteen hour days and stuff for these fucking brats, <laughs> and um, I did I had to go get some gas. It was like six seven in the morning. I had to go to the the filling station and get some gas. Get some petrol. Yeah, and. You know, I don't know if you go to these newer stations, they have uh, TV you can watch while you're pumping your gas. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, have you yeah. seen that? <laughs> I have see that, seen? yeah. Make yeah. you watch commercials. Yeah. Huh? Watch well, commercials. I, I, you oh, know. you watch videos and shit, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They have yeah. news articles and news stuff. Article, yeah. Well, yeah. it was the weirdest thing because I had gone to my local gas station on the way to work and I noticed that it was pretty crowded. And then I, I pulled up to the pump. And I put in, you know, I put my card in. I put my, you know, what gas I wanted. And there was porno on this. <laughs> no, yeah, really? That's, yeah. That's, a, that's a new wrinkle. Yeah, it was porno going on. Okay. So I understood why it was so crowded. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing was, is like, the problem was once your tank was full, the porno turned off. So guys, <laughs> so guys were bringing out their gas cans and stuff, and there was a few guys jerking off and stuff like that, you know, to the porno at these gas pumps. 
And that sounds uh, wrong, man. And that's it was just wrong. Yeah, that's well, just wrong. I, 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 I was late to work. Sure. <laughs> I was late to work that day. And, you know, they don't have, you know, gas stations are all self-serve now. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you got to yeah. wipe your own windows and yeah. stuff like that. And there was no towels. Yeah, they were all gone. No towels. So what happened was everyone, you know, a big, huge truck pulled up. And, you know, that's going to take a long time to fill up. So everyone went to that monitor and there was a huge circle jerk. Oh, geez. You know, it, it was uh, good uh, times for all on Broad Street. Well, taking a yeah. self-service well, to a whole new yeah. level there. Well, you know, who knew? I mean, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a popular gas station. All right. uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, not for its uh, uh, snack bar, I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll tell you that. Man. But uh, So that's what I noticed in the past few weeks. Okay. And, uh, and I also noticed because uh, uh, Taylor Swift, she's a big deal these days. Mm -hmm. and she's an economic impact. For people and oh, for yeah. cities, oh yeah, and all a that. seismic force. Yeah, and she's playing New Orleans next year. She added New Orleans to her tour. That's what right. they take. And uh, they so say. I'm excited about that. Even though I, I couldn't recognize one song, she sings. There's a lot of stuff that I couldn't recognize. I, I could. I could. Have you ever seen Taylor Swift in in concert? No, my daughter has. I actually took my daughter maybe the last time uh, Taylor Swift was here, maybe ten years ago or something. Really? You know? Yes, yeah, so I saw the whole show. It's an impressive show, you know. I mean, uh, whatever. It's, it may not be your taste, not my taste, but, uh, you know, there's no denying uh, Taylor comes out and puts on a show, man. Very talented girl. Where was that? That was uh, at the Smoothie King Center. Well, she... she um, that the, wasn't the, 10 years ago. That was like no, six years six ago. ago. Selena because, went to that same show. Huh. That was like six, seven years Well, ago. maybe I saw the one before that. Oh, uh, okay. Because she... Um, when Dave Matthews and them played... When they had the Super Bowl here, mm -hmm. she opened up for him. Oh, okay, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, and, and nobody knew who she was. I remember, I remember uh, asking Dixie, like, "Who's the girl?" She said, "Oh, some skinny white chick," you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I love that you know she's an impact and all that. So, but I hear that you know she's uh, I, all these songs she writes and stuff about relations. So I wrote a breakup song about her. And me breaking up with her. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. One day I'll sing it for you. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. we can do it together. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do it with you and Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do it together. It's been right. so hard to be without you. Easy. Something to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Manny, I had uh, some some unpleasantness at my my uh, on my street this weekend. You know, you've heard me talk about the the Airbnb that's uh, right oh, there. Yeah. Right there by me. Yeah. Well, uh, and you know, you get uh, now. Now I noticed uh, when I, when uh, so we had this incident, and it caused me to look up the property on the Airbnb website, and I saw that uh, this place is so marked down. It's such a low rent uh, property. I can see why it attracts this kind of uh, Motel Six crowd over there. <laughs> you know, it's uh, or, or you know, kind of a. Uh, uh, What's the? Well, just the, look at the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or or like uh, Spirit Airlines. It's got that kind of vibe the, to the clientele. It, so so. Hey, uh, I flew Spirit one time. I, I've 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 had to fly fly Spirit, you know, yeah. and it's the 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 plane is not the worst part. The worst part is when you go see the waiting 
the the waiting area you know it's like you really do feel like you're in the bus station you know well, if you exactly. pay for that exactly. advanced boarding you pay a little extra you're in there but yeah. what the f- worst thing for spirit is the customer service and what i like and the o- customers but yeah, anyway well, go ahead but the the best thing about spirits i i found was it's like you know um you order a couple cocktails and they go your credit card's been declined i'm gonna try it again you can't been declined. Try it again. Ah, I just have the drinks. That's, <laughs> okay. that's what they've done All with right. me. That day. Uh, we, we don't read, want to readers aren't working. Yeah. Well, uh, so so we had uh, uh, a group that was there um, over Saturday night, and then they were there Sunday. And starting at about eleven o'clock, between eleven and six, there were <laughs> there was uh, two guys out there. Um, one of them. You know, being perfectly reasonable, just sitting, uh, you know, having a beer, looking out in the neighborhood. But then the guy that was with him was shouting uh, (laughs) to where everybody in the neighborhood could hear him. It's You know, I live on a very quiet block, shouting, uh, shouting obscenities, uh, like daring someone to come out and tell him something almost. Of course, you know, all the neighbors are just hiding inside. Nobody wants to engage him. Uh, And he would do this for... You know, half an hour at a time, an hour at a time. Then he'd quiet down. Then you know, an hour later, he'd come back out. One point, I have a a uh, an elderly minister who lives uh, on the block, and he came home from having his services. He's dressed in his his suit. I mean, this guy's in his seventies. He's he's getting out of his uh, his car, trying to bring his stuff in. I can hear this idiot next door shouting at this guy he's shouting and he's trying to engage him and my poor neighbor is just not even looking over there trying to look away like he he doesn't want to get anything started with this guy i'm thinking man if i call the police i certainly have grounds to make a complaint and it's going to go bad for this guy and then but i thought "Ah, i don't want to do that i got all kind of work to do today i was in my office i just thought let me put my head down and just but man, oh man, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's the worst ever. Well, one word, one word for that. Okay. Taser. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep yeah. the taser around. Yeah, well, yeah. That'll, that'll end that. You see, I, I think I told you this before. When we had the guy across the street start an Airbnb, and, and his first cl- one of his first clients were very rude, you know, rude people, kind of loud. The neighborhood just told the owner, said, this can't happen, dude. You, yeah. you do this again, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna be good. Yeah, this you know? this owner is is uh, not anybody that we even know very well or know yeah. at all. I've met him once. He he doesn't seem very responsive. Now, one thing I do know about this guy, uh, the 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 Airbnb guest, is that he didn't give a fuck because he must have shouted, "I don't give a fuck," <laughs> at least a hundred times. Right, and right. I thought, okay, well, that's at least I know something. What about, about the street? Him. Is the street fixed? Street's totally fixed. Oh, okay. The street's fixed. They gave us new sidewalks finally. Now we still don't have grass, but uh, you know, maybe that maybe you can't you, uh, ask for everything. Yeah. You know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, you know, if I were you, you should just get together with your uh, neighbors and say, this is not right. And, you know, you should start, you know, like I told you this before, you know, light a match. Yeah. You know, light a match. And that solves your problem big time right there. No, I mean, because... This this owner has what? There's six units, and one of them's an Airbnb. It's f- four units uh, currently. One is an Airbnb, but he's run all the other good tenants off. I, I'm I'm afraid to see what's going to happen next with those those other apartments. Well, that's weird. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's kind of crazy, going nuts, you know. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, I I feel your pain, man. Thanks, but, thanks. Uh, my 
my uh, my Airbnb guy, uh, I guess it's so been so fucking hot down here that he hasn't had a tenant in like six months. Yeah, <laughs> there's nobody staying there, but he charges. He charges yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. This place was listed at 104 a night and i saw they marked it down to 89 dollars oh, well, a night which is that's yeah. just like what are you yeah you know, you're what, you're what basically we, one block away from airline highway. what are we doing here yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah yeah so that's your that's uh. problem that you and your uh, street's gonna have to deal with right, man right, right you know uh, it's a sad, sad situation. Next thing you know, it'll be fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> we're not far off, oh, man. Yeah, it's right around really the corner. Really have airline yeah, highway yeah, on yeah, your airline street. highway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Have a stroll down there, man. A fucking yeah, prostitute uh, stroll. Be, be motel two. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, one more thing. I, you know, okay. the, I've been working a lot lately because of the new school year, and uh, that's my busy time. Mm -hmm. It's my busy time, dude. Uh, but I heard a story that was crazy going nuts out in uh, the Maryland, Washington, D.C. area uh -huh. where these two seniors in high school were starting their first day of high school. And, you know, first day of school is pretty, yeah, you yeah. Know, pretty relaxed. You get to know your teacher. Maybe they assign you a, a, a reading chapter or, you know, you got to do this. But these two girls, best friends... They are leaving school. They're driving home. They stop at a McDonald's. Stop what? At a McDonald's. They uh -huh. go to McDonald's yeah. after school to get a bite to eat. And that was their first mistake, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, French fries at McDonald's are pretty good. That's, that's, are good. that's yeah. all I would ever get. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while when you're once fucked up, one, yeah. you know, and you need that salt. But yeah, <laughs> you know, you need that Get that diseased meat hamburger. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't want that. Nah. But every time the McRib comes back, I'm always excited. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> the boneless McRib. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Chaz, yeah, go ahead. Uh, these two girls are best friends. They order some nuggets or whatever they order, and they 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 start arguing over which sauce is better. Oh wow! Well. You know, you have your sauces. I guess the barbecue sauce, right, and the ranch right. sauce, or the secret sauce. I don't know. Right. <laughs> secret sauce. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Because the Big Mac has a secret sauce. Yeah, right? you, you don't want to know what's in it. You know, yeah. Um, Thousand Island dress. Well, they make it at those gas pumps that I go to. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm afraid yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's um, too secret. Um, so they get in an argument. They're you know, they're just chatting, and they start chatting more, and all of a sudden leads into an argument. And one of them just stabs the other girl death. Oh, Jesus. Just stabs her to death over a secret sauce. Oh, man. You know, welcome to the high school. Welcome to the first welcome day of school. Welcome to the oh. first day of school. You know, oh, and... It's uh, not going to be a good year. No, well, for for both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, One's going to jail, one's going to the dirt plot, you know, oh, that geez. kind of stuff. Anyway... It's all good, as it is. It's okay. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You yeah. seem like a good guy. Too. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. known you for years. I, I, I would have told him, don't, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth it. it. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. I'd much rather go to Taco Bell. To, if I'm going to get okay. fast food. Make a run for the border. Yeah, make, make a run for the, the toilet at Taco <laughs> Bell, you know. I, I've, heard I've heard some Iguana members say they never go to Taco Bell. I'm yeah, not yeah. naming any names. Yeah, but, yeah, know, we, 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 we stay away from Taco Bell generally. Yeah, well, the real Mexicans in the Iguana. That's what it is. Yeah, we go, we, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll make a call on the road ahead of time. 
and uh, uh, Joe Cabral will get on the phone and say, uh, do you have Menudo? <laughs> and, and if they say yes, they'll say, okay, let's go let's there. Let's go there, yeah. Because it's a real joint. Okay, well, let's... Do you uh, like Menudo? No, I would never eat that, but I'm just Why saying... Why Oh, Menudo's so good. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, oh, I, maybe I, I You know, my palate is expanding. Maybe at some point I'll get around oh, to that. Oh, God, you got... You okay. know, my grandmother, a Mexican grandmother on my mom's side, oh, yeah. she won a Menudo contest. Wow. Oh, yeah. Back in 1988, Venice Beach Menudo Cooking Contest. And uh, they, uh, she kept saying all the other <laughs> contestants were trying to sabotage her. Because she'd go back to the kitchen and they, her burners would be turned off. Oh, man. And she said, well, who turned off the burners, man? Anyway, you seem like a guy who likes Menudo, Chad. You I've like had a Menudo. Oh, yeah, time. the tripe is so good. Uh, you got to love the tripe. Got to love it. Yeah. Got to love it. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, can we get our guest in here uh, for, for officially? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Why not? Introduce him, let the, let the folks know who we're speaking to here. Okay, well, uh, again, a fellow we've known for a long time. He's a fixture in the New Orleans scene, a beloved character. He's a terrific washboard player, percussionist, singer, songwriter. Uh, he plays with uh, his own washboard jazz blues trio, as well as uh, the Ten Men with Alex McMurray and Matt Perrine. He also plays with the Palmetto Bug Stompers and uh, also Washboard, Washboard Rodeo. Rodeo. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, We're going to get into all that. Yeah. But without further ado, the great Mr. Washboard Chaz Leary. Welcome, Chaz. Well, th- well thank you very much, troubled men. Oh, man. Honored <laughs> so, to Washboard. Have you here. Yeah, man. <laughs> what day is laundry day for you? <laughs> what day is laundry day for me? Yeah. Every day is laundry oh, day. Oh, really? Every day is laundry day. <laughs> all right. Come on, tell me a Washboard joke I haven't heard yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, uh, Chaz, you, you mentioned a little bit uh, that you were from New York. So uh, yes. you, you grew up there? You went to high school in, in Yeah, I grew area? up in New York. I, uh, I was born in Brooklyn. I mean, uh, we moved to Queens, the St. Albans area. And I was in that area, with, like, with, uh, the, a lot of jazz artists were there, like uh, Lester Young, Billy Holiday lived in the area. Oh, really? Then, yeah, then we moved to White Plains, a little town called Greenberg outside of White Plains. Plains, and I lived there until I was 20 and left in 69. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, right after Woodstock? Pretty much after the Mets won the World Series. Oh, uh, the amazing yeah, Mets. Yeah, but the amazing Mets. Are you yeah. still a Mets fan? Of course. Excellent. There's That's three good. teams I will never root against. The Mets, Colorado Buffaloes, and the Saints. Oh, okay. oh, no, why yeah. the Buffaloes? Because I, I, I lived in Boulder for 22, oh, okay. 22 well, years. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Coach uh, uh, Prime just had a huge. Coach vic- Prime had a good game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Game. He yeah. predicted it too. Oh, man. oh yeah. Oh yeah. That oh, game. yeah. I watched the whole game. I yeah. was excited. I kept saying, "Fuck, this is insane, man," <laughs> because he beat TCU. Yeah, we just uh, they finished in second place last year. Right, and now the Buffs are in they in the they're in the top twenty five. Yeah, well, yeah. you know it's a tough division they're in. Well, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. see what happens. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. but I was very happy for them. Me oh, too. Okay. Nice. Me too. Well, so uh, Chaz, uh, how did you get interested in playing music? Do you have a come from musical family or uh? no? I just um. Something I liked, you know. Okay. I, I always played. I, I played hand drums, you know, like that beating on stuff. 
And then when I was about eight or nine, I was in the drum and bugle corps in Catholic school. Okay. And um, I tried playing drums, so I never could get my flams down or something like that. So I, I played Val Bugle. Oh, And really? the lead drummer in the, in, the, in the band was Billy Cobham. So, really? Yeah, so I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, <laughs> that was the kind of something crazy, like that. Crazy, man. Yeah, crazy, man. <laughs> and so and I he did played that. great then, I'm sure. Yeah, huh? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing, you know. Right. And, um, but anyway, then uh, when I moved to White Plains, you know, the band was jive. You know, that couldn't compete with the, with the drum and bugle corps. Uh -huh. So I started playing kungas. And I also had a good, uh, I was in chorus, had a great chorus teacher, a vocal teacher. She was a friend of Duke Ellington's. Oh, wow. And, and uh, she actually had got us to play, to sing with Duke Ellington in, in the, my senior year in high school. He was going around doing uh, show uh, concerts with high school choruses. And like, you know, he, he came there and he came and he saw, hey, Evelyn, how you doing? And I was like, whoa. Wow. So, yeah, so so I had that. So I played, a, I played, a, I started playing cogs. We had a little band called the Bohemians. Hmm. And uh, we got on a show, uh, Sunny Fox, just for fun show. That was a, that was a, uh, a kids show in New York. And uh, when the Beatles came out, they started having bands come in and play. You know, you'd be in a play, and they had like kids from five to like twelve, and they get all spazzed out when you be playing. It's like that's so <laughs> a good time. So yeah, that's how I started. You know, I got start playing kungas and stuff like that. And then I picked up Washboard in Key West in 1971. And from a friend of mine's that played washboard with Jimmy Buffett. So I know Buffett from way back in the huh. day. So okay. how, does, how do you go from White Plains to Key West? Well, I go from White Plains because I lived in... Uh, You're on the run? Well, no. From White Plains, I, went, I lived in... Um, I got married and I lived in Mystic, Connecticut. Now, how would you avoid uh, Vietnam? I refused induction. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they just accepted that? Well, I was, I, you know. I, well, that's why you were in Key West. Hide, hide. No, out. I, 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 uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I was in Whitehall Street, just like Alex's restaurant got, you know. Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, and they knew you were going to do it. And I got hassled by the FBI for, for quite a number of years. So I got pardoned by, by uh, Carter. Uh -huh. But, uh, no, they, they, they never messed with me. Oh, I mean, wow. I mean, June Carter? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Carter. I mean, but I couldn't work. I couldn't work at um, at any uh, any government thing. I, could, I couldn't work at the, at the uh, post office anymore. Or, yeah. And I was living in New London. I couldn't work on like electric boat and all that kind of stuff that made made uh, stuff for made everything for the uh, army and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. But anyway, when I was living there, the guys that I hung out with were the room full of blues guys. I knew all them guys, like huh. Johnny Nicholas and okay. Duke Roblar. The, the old Franny Christina used to play with the Thunderbirds. All, all those guys are old friends of mine. In in in, in Mystic in Connecticut. Oh, okay, okay. Mystic and Stone into New London, Connecticut. Oh, all right. And then uh, there, uh, after my marriage broke up and everything, I, I met a girl. Uh, she was visiting a friend from, from uh, and she was from living in Boulder. She went to school in Boulder. Well, going back a, a minute, when you're saying you're in Key West and you started playing uh, washboard. Yeah, well, uh, I, I left one time. I I I, I left in Key. I left uh, Connecticut for a while. 
We went down to Key West in like in seventy one. Okay, in well fall now seventy one. Now washboard, you know, it's it's an instrument they use like in skiffle bands in exactly, England. Exactly. They used in jug bands. Right. Uh, you know, right. it's kind of a jug band revival there. And, and the, I used to see a washboard like in Washington Square. You know, back in the day, you know, with Queskin and all those cats. But I saw a guy, like I said, he he. Uh, I saw him play, and I swear, I, mean, I played the same kind of way. He had, he had just a, a style like the way I played now and the kind of setup. And he, like I said, he used, he used to play with uh, Buffin way back in the day. Huh, okay. And then he played Kenny's Castaways and Trance back, you know, right. back in the day, doing a duo or a trio. And, uh, and he liked the way I played Kungus, and I liked the way he played, and I kind of watched him, he watched me. And now he's a, he's a highly respected uh, uh, artist, sea, sea artist, stuff like that, in, in St. Augustine. And he had a, cause he was a fine arts major and stuff like that. Okay. And um, I stay in touch with him, but like, I, and I took it, and, and it appealed to me. So when I moved out to Colorado, I was playing, um, I was playing Kungas. I started playing Kungas, and um, I was doing a lot of uh, um, playing some rock bands, playing in some uh, funk bands. We had a lot of different kind of bands back in the mid '70s. But a friend of mine said, "You know, I want you to come down and play this acoustic blues, uh, blues band I got." And I said, "Bring my conch." He said, "No, just bring the washboard." And and then all of a sudden it hit me, and I started playing. I was like, wow, I could do a lot of different stuff with that. And then I mm. got into the band that really got, got me going was the uh, swing band, the Affiliate Swing Band. And uh, that was my first recording with that. It was all an acoustic swing band. We played uh, we played all the stuff from the 30s and 40s and uh, the Cab Calloway stuff. And we had twin fiddles that did the horn parts and stuff uh -huh. like that. Yeah. And so that, and then I started using it, and I said, I can do it with this. And then I was, I was a bebop fanatic at the time, uh -huh. so I started playing bebop with it along those lines. So I just started saying, like, you know, I can do this. I could, I could add, I could just add this percussion like this. And actually, and after a while, it became that's all I did. There was no other percussionist. It's just for me. And so that gave me some freedom to do a whole lot of different kind of stuff with it. So right. Because your, your washboard setup, it's not just the washboard. You have a couple of coffee cans that kind of give you like a, a drum sound. Exactly. You got the wood block. And, and you got the, the, my favorite part of it is the, is the, uh, the, 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 the bell. Uh, the front desk bell. The front that desk <laughs> bell. <laughs> the front desk bell. That's what it is. And, and, like my, my, and the guy I learned Beep. from, he, he had this pretty much the same setup, but the front desk bell is like, it cuts to anything. Yes. The women love it. Yeah, everybody loves they, it. Everybody <laughs> loves the bell. They love the bell. <laughs> I remember one time we were checking in a hotel sometime, and nobody was there, and I rang the bell, and a woman came out and said, wait, said, wait a minute, we don't have a bell. <laughs> I, I do. I carry my own Good. bell with me. Yeah. And then uh, the years ago, I played. I sat in with. Uh, I played in that Atchafalaya, you know, uh -huh. at the brunch, right. lighting the Malcolm. And I, you know, I hit the bell like that a couple of times, and 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 waitress said, the owner said you can't hit the bell anymore because it's screwing up everybody. You can't. Yeah, everybody's order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I said, okay. order up. And I, you know, and then after, at the last song, I played the bing, 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 bing. So I, so I can't play the outro layer. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, you know, like the washboard, like the tambourine, is an instrument that novices see and they think, oh, that's easy. That would be easy to do. Now musicians hate when somebody 
thinks that and like somebody from the crowd will have a tambourine they think oh let me play along with the band and really in reality both of those instruments are will terrorize a band oh, yeah. if you don't know what you're they doing what you're doing yeah because because they you know like the bell the tambourine cuts through everything, everything. the 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 washboard cuts through right. everything so if somebody's not playing in the pocket they will can ruin right. everything man but when you play it always elevates everything that's going on man it doesn't matter how good the band is when you get up there and start playing along with them suddenly it's it, it's brighter it's uh it's uh i ask stuff i'm a percussionist that's everybody what I do. starts smiling man that's, that's what i do yeah it's, people it's love a happy that. sound it's like, it's like i used to like when i first started giving I tr giving lessons gave lessons people said oh i thought it was easy and, and i was like you know <laughs> so after a while i didn't give giving any lessons. i don't give any lessons except i have a, a acoustic blues workshop i play out in uh port townsend Washington every other year and I was there this year for the fifth time and I got people that were really interested in learning and I had to figure out how do I play this so I had to figure out like tap tap roll 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 and so, and so I got an idea of how exactly to do it so, so I you could to explain teach it. to them what, yeah, what and, it is and you're doing. I've watched them cause I get a lot of the same people every year and I watch them grow and become accustomed so they can play in their, their jams and the little bands they have at home and it's, it's pretty fun Nice. Well, so you're, you talk about uh, moving to Colorado. Yeah. Now, um, I think that's the first place that I met you when we were out on the road with the Iguanas. Because right. the Iguanas, uh, Joe and Rod, the two singers, had, had lived in Fort Collins before they ever came to New Orleans and started the Iguanas. We had a band together, you so know. So you knew, that's what I was going to say, you, yeah. were, you were playing with them uh, there. Mm -hmm. We had a band called Combination Plate. I had a friend of mine. I was, I, was, I was in between bands. I was trying to find somebody to play with. And, and my uh, my buddy Mark Diamond said, hey, I got some guys in Fort Collins. Shout out Joe. to Mark Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark yeah. Diamond, Box. yeah. And cause, like, it was funny because Boulder and, and, and Fort Collins bands, they, they, they were separate. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, you know, you didn't, you know, like, they, were, they were like the little brothers up there in Fort Collins. Okay. You know, Boulder's like the big shots. You know, we had the rock stars and blah, 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 blah. All right. But, um, but so, yeah, so that's how I got to meet Rod and Joe. And, they, and we used to go up, used to drive up there. We rehearsed. They would come to my house a couple times and rehearsed. And we did, did one gig. Finally, did a couple gigs we actually did and stuff like that, and then then they they decided to move down here. Now, is is you coming to New Orleans? Did that have anything to do with uh, with those guys coming down here already, or no? I mean, people have been trying to get me to come to New Orleans from '78 because I, I kind of replaced Spencer Bourne in a couple bands in New Orleans, and I just missed them by about five, six, seven, eight months. And so for ever since like '77, people said, "Oh man, you got to come to New Orleans." You know, I said. I ain't going through the South. I got, <laughs> you know, I got a white wife. I got, I got, I got a mixed race kid. You know, uh -huh. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't living down there. You know, I coming down there, and then and they told you New Orleans is not part of the South. It's just in the South. Yeah, they told me that, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know what I mean. And like I was doing good where I was. Sure. And, and then finally, one time I came, I just. Uh, we left there. This wasn't happen. After a while, it got to be more jam bands and, and bluegrass, mm -hmm. and I that what I wasn't fitting in in that stuff. So we we moved. I thought Kansas City would be a good place to be able to be centrally located and tour. If I could find some guys to tour, but I moved to Kansas City because I've been playing there quite a bit on tour. Cause I was touring a lot, and it didn't have everybody wanted to say, "Oh, let's get a job." And I said, "No, no, no." So and so finally, so uh, we um, we had a free ticket. And and my my, my wife's uh, sister, 
lives in Baton Rouge. He said, well, we'll come down sometime. And, um, and I said, okay, we'll go visit. And it turned out we were coming down because we got some of the friends that said, oh, you know, this happened to be Paula Rangel's wedding. And so we went to Paula's wedding, and she didn't see it until we got to see a bunch of old friends. The late Will Langsworth, Nancy Jean, which we know up there, mm-hmm. Snake Bite, stuff like that. And then I went to, this couple, I went to a couple of the scenes, stuff like that. And I was like, man, it's pretty nice. And we came down for the following Jazz Fest. That was in 98, 99. And uh, that, that, that blew my mind. Everybody was working. Everybody was playing everywhere. Uh, Paul is a saxophone player, a singer, uh, has, uh, has a band, Paul yeah, and the pa- yeah. Pontiacs. I yeah, Paul and the Pontiacs. She's still, she still kicking up there in the North Shore. Right but, um, but anyway, so yeah, when I came down here for Jazz Fest, it was like, holy smokes, man. People were playing everywhere. They had a bunch of gigs or happened. And, and so we decided to make the move, you know. You know, sold our, you know took, took money out of retirement and um, made the move. And I got, I got here. December 3rd, 2000, hit the ground running, and I got to meet people. John Rankin got me gigs. And I, John Rankin, I got gigs with, I met um, Tuba Fats. Okay. And then I started playing on the square, and I said, wow, you can make enough money right here. I have to run off anywhere. Right. And then, then, you know, then I picked up, you know, my guys in my blues trio, then I, and then uh, I, I met Matt. Do um, night crawlers, uh-huh. and actually, and my wife had heard uh, uh, Alex Alex McMurray on the uh, on the radio when she was still in, in uh, uh, we were still in Kansas City, and she said, uh, "This is the guy you got to play with." Because wow. there's two people in my life that said when I saw him, I said, "I got to play with him." Uh, my guy from the Philly swing band, Dan Sadowski, and Alex. When I saw him, I said, "I got to play with him," you know, and then when. And I used to go to sit in with uh, Royal Finger Bowl. And then when that broke up, you know, uh, Al was doing a solo at the Circle Bar. And me and Matt used, used to kind of bomb it, you uh-huh. know, photo bomb it, like that. And then one day we played together as a band. Nice, nice. Excellent. Well, uh, that, that brings us up to uh, to you getting in New Orleans. But I'm looking at the, the clock and our drinks, Manny. And yeah, it's time time for drinks. It's time we take a break, Chaz. All right. Troubled Nation knows what to do. We'll, we'll be right back. Well, the bank today turned down my loan, they say. Money's too tight to send some my way. I'm doing bad. I'm doing bad. Keep on going, take every bit of spend I have Well, my car broke down, I'm running around Seems like everybody crazy in this old town Doing bad, I'm doing bad Keep on going, take every bit of spend I have Then I got robbed 
A white man holding his sisters I'm doing bad I'm doing bad To keep on going Take every bit of strength I have And we're back Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yes, we are. Yeah, I am Renee Coman. Back with our guest, Mr. Washboard Chaz Leary. Now, uh, Chaz, uh, our listeners know about uh, you know our our sponsor, which is uh, Loose Change, which is uh, kind of a metaphor for the the fact that we are a, a listener supported operation. So we yes, indeed. We ask ask the the listeners to uh, round up whatever spare change loose change they may have and uh forward it to us and uh you know we have the the venmo and paypal links right there in the show notes you know links are there in the show notes as well as the uh, the penned facebook page and we also have a, a patreon page and uh i want to give a shout out to our our latest patron to sign up for the patreon page that's which is uh uh, she's from, from out in, in uh, Hawaii, in, Ma- in Maui, actually. Uh, DJ wow. Muse, uh, Isabel Schneido. And uh, Isabel said, you know, she's learning so much about uh, New Orleans music. She has a, has a radio program on, on uh, uh, Mono uh, Radio Maui. And it's the Laissez Les Bontemps Roulet show. Uh, it's, uh, what is that, uh, I think Saturday mornings. And so she's learning a lot about the about New Orleans music and playing some music that she finds out about here on her radio program. Cool. So shout out to uh, DJ Muse, Isabel Schneido. And, uh, you know, for you that are listening week in and week out, that's a, a great way to take the guesswork out of supporting the podcast. Uh, we also have the uh, Trouble Men podcast T-shirts, which are available in men and women's sizes and a variety of colors. And styles and Manny, you have uh, some things you wanted to talk about. You have uh, uh, the the Gong Show that's coming up. Yeah, well, Chaz, we're we're both a part of this. Okay, um, yeah, Chaz the Gong and I Show. We're doing the. Got to get my guys together. Yeah, we're doing the annual there. Gong Show New Orleans for to support. It's a benefit. To support the Musicians Clinic of New Orleans. Okay. Because apparently lots of musicians have VD. Yes. You know, so, they need their shots. And, 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 like and other, other maladies. Yeah, that, uh, other maladies. And this doing uh, great my, work My friend there. Brian McIntosh and Tank uh, are uh, the producers of this gig. And I, I've always tried to help them out over the years. Nice. Just by, you know, telling a few jokes and introducing a few acts. But this year is different because it's on September 21st. It's going to be at Tipitina's. Okay. And that's my birthday. Oh, oh happy well, birthday. There you go. Yeah. We're going to have to have a party, man. We did it once on my birthday, I think. That's so, right. We yeah, had a cake yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Uh, See, that all was right. before the pandemic. Yeah. So and you can go to tipitinas.com to, get, to buy tickets. And they're only 10 bucks. Ten bucks, you know, ah. you, that's a fucking crackhead, you know. Ten bucks, and September twenty-first, doors uh, open at seven. The show starts at eight. They've got some great access, like Washboard Chaz. Uh, in fact, I was just texted just a little while ago that uh, DJ, the DJ is going to be DJ Smoke a lot. Also known as yes. Kermit Ruffins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll be DJing. And we have Eddie Christmas, Travis, right. Trevor Brooks. Trevor Brooks, Eddie uh, Christmas. Andy yeah. J. Forrest, uh, right. Beth Pat- Patterson, 
just a few people to mention, and we're gonna have tons of acts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the judges are this year, but the Gong will be there, and uh, maybe I'll be Gong. Maybe you'll be Gong, Chaz. I have who no knows? idea. Yeah, I yeah, doubt yeah. it very much. But it's going to be a hell of a show. The 21st of September at Tipitina's. Right. You can go to their website to get advanced tickets, and you can avoid the uh, the certain charges and all that and stuff. Big that, rush that's going to be yeah. there that night. And yeah. it's a it's for a great cause. Uh, and this year, even though they always promise that there will be live goats, I've been told that there won't be live goats. There will be live goats, but not in the club. So if you want to pet the goats... You have to be outside the club. Okay. Well, really? Brian Brian does a great job. He he uh, he raises tons of money every year, and this is the first one that we've done since the pandemic. So, Trouble Nation, if you're in town, or if you want, just want to donate to the Musician Clinic, just go ahead and do it, man. Yep. They need yep. the money, these musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah, you we're, do? We're just, you just, do. It's it's, uh, it's we're, we're doing God's work out here. Okay. Well, that's a uh, that's terrific, man. I'm looking forward to to going to that myself. Well, uh, okay. Well, back to our guest, Washboard Chaz. So, uh, so Chaz, when we when we left off, you had just gotten to New Orleans. You're meeting Alex McMurray, who you 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 said one of the guys you you really wanted to play with. Yeah. And uh, now, through Alex McMurray, uh, he he winds up starting this uh, kind of uh, alternate festival during Jazz Fest time at, at the <laughs> location. Jeff Treffinger and a bunch yeah. of his partners yeah, own the yeah, truck yeah. farm truck there. Farm, right on. Yeah, yeah. And, and so Alex starts this festival, and he names it Chaz Fest. Now, did he ask you about that ahead of time? Well, or, uh, well you know, it was we all got together, okay. me and Alex, our wives, and a couple of friends. And, so you, know, you were in on the ground floor. Oh, yeah, planning, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was like a... You were more than just a like, figurehead. It, oh, no, it was like a Tin Men thing and, okay. and without wives like that. And, and it was kind of in response to after the first the first Jazz Fest after, uh, the, after the, the storm. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the locals didn't get in, especially the first time around. You uh-huh. know I mean? The people have been there for a while, like ranking the people like that. Uh-huh. And uh, so we thought like, hey, man, let's put our own little festival on, you know, like, you know, like... <laughs> Right, grassroots, yeah. like Judy Garland. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and so you know, and first we tell, let's go outside the gate. They said, no, let's. You know, we had the nice space, and uh, it had happened. You know? And it wound up being a, a, a beloved institution. When, it became when, a beloved institution. I mean, like in the first, the first year rained like crazy, right? You know? But uh, it it became like. But people said, like, it reminded them of the old Jazz Fest. Right, and right. That, we had homemade stages. They had a, a big stage and, and a, a little side small stage. stage. And, like, uh, so the 10 men would play. My band, the Geraniums, my side band would would play there. Yeah, yeah. Manny did uh, stand-up yeah, there. Yeah, stand-up there. Yeah, we had great people, you know, Beth. Beth Powelson played there. We had, we had all kinds of people played there. It was, it was really a cool thing. I mean, uh, one of my favorite times was with... Uh, with Supergroup. <laughs> Supergroup? Yeah, Supergroup. That was the same year yeah. I played, yeah. And uh, Soul Asylum played there. I mean, it was the big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Perner was, yeah, was, Dave uh, Perner was down yeah, here at yeah. that time. Yeah, it was, it was a really good thing. Uh, and, you know, and, and then eventually, you know, they, it, then Alex took it over. He was in charge of it. And then and then, then and he hell, lost right? money for a while. Then he started making money. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And, by, you know, we're thinking like, you know, after about nine years, like... Yeah, well, he said, "No, keep going, keep going." You know, and everybody walked back out. They said, "Okay, this one more time." 
That's one more year. So we did one more. So we did, we did 11 years. Nice. Nice, man. And uh, we got great T-shirts to go along with. I think I think, think you have yeah, one, Yeah, right? yeah. I pulled out a T-shirt off, off my shelf today, which yeah. is, uh, it's it has your face, but it's kind of a takeoff on the Obama. Obama. That was uh, the year 2009. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it, and so hope. it's, yeah, hope, yeah, <laughs> hope. That, 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 it's a takeoff on that poster, but it's your face. Yeah. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. You know, and Courtney did all that stuff. Alex's wife did great graphic. Courtney artist. Keller, yeah, terrific artist. Yeah, well, I remember uh, my set. Um, I I asked for a drummer to do rim shots, but Carlo was supposed to do that, but he was a no show. Who knew who the right, fuck right, he right. was at that time? Back in the day, Carlo. Yeah, right, exactly. And then I remember we got somebody, and I was doing my set. And there was some fat pig in the audience, some chick, who just kept heckling me. And I was holding back. I just kept holding back. And I kept holding back. And I but kept do you let loose, didn't and then, and then I just said, fuck it, you know, you fat pig. I'm just going to let it out. And I let it out on her. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel bad whatsoever. Yeah, no. uh, it worked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she, she was asking for it. Right? Yeah, she was asking for it, this fat pig. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, so, 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 so that was a, a huge success. And, and again, uh, spread your name, help to, to, cre- to uh, contribute to the, your mythic. Uh, uh, status here in New Orleans, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in a way, it's like a mythic creature, like you know, yeah. like Bigfoot or something like well, that. Well, it's like Jazz Fest. Who is this guy? You know, he's a he's a, he's a washboard he's a player. Loch Ness monster, yeah, he's a Loch Ness yeah. monster, yeah. Bigfoot, all in one. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. So the ten men, you're you're already playing with them, which is uh, I've heard Alex McMurray describe it as as the premier. Uh, uh, resonator guitar, tuba, washboard trio in the world. That's, oh, just, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> number one. We're the number only one. one, probably. Take on all comers. There right, right, there, right. There's a couple of them over there in Europe that we, we oh, kick really? their butts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. What's their names? No, this will remain nameless. nameless. Don't want to embarrass them or anything like that. It's such an interesting band because it's so stripped down and there's so much space. But you know, it's another one of those things where the 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 magic of music comes into play, where the space becomes the fourth or fifth member. Uh, right. Where right. each part, everybody's doing something completely different. You know, nobody's doubling anybody else's parts. It's just a, three very disparate kind of sounds. But uh, it it has a uh, a gestalt. The you know the the totality of it seems fully formed. It's, 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 it gives a full sound. I mean, it's three really really good performers and really great players on their instruments. Yes. And and, uh, and you got Alex in songwriting, and and then we do the covers we do. We could do anything. You no, know, we you know we do the theme from Carmen. You know, you know, I, I bring the I bring in the sixty stuff, the, the Motown stuff, the Led Zeppelin stuff, uh-huh. and stuff like that, and and they bring the stuff like you know, Motorhead and stuff like that. You know, what I mean? you we do, do Ace of Spades, yeah, you man. Do the theme from Jaws. Huh? Can you do jazz? If we do jazz, oh yeah, jazz. We got, oh yeah, we got a lot of jazz up in there. No, you know, no, we jazz. do jitterbug walks and stuff like that. No. Yeah, oh yeah, we do all kind of jazz, jazz. Uh, is this thing on? 
Yeah, yeah. Am I on? Am I on? Hello. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about the the inspiration for uh, for your setup. You know that 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 you have these uh, the the uh, the the cans and all. I mean, that uh, it's the same setup the guy I learned from. Okay. Right, Zach, right. he had two cans and a bell. I don't think he had a wood block. I ha- at first I had a uh, instead of wood block, I had a a, a, a light a, a, a headlight. You know, <laughs> and I used I used to hit it and and, uh, and, and I used to have the girl. And here's the funny thing: I used to hit it and then sometimes I break and, and get cut. But I used to have the girl say, "Turn on your love light, Chaz." I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> turn on the love light, Chaz." Like so then I got the wood block. I said it had so many bright things on. I needed something like, you know, the kind of dull. Okay. And uh, like you have the the rub board that you see a lot in Zydeco music, right. which it's it's usually just like a frameless. Uh, uh, this is the original washboard that like you heard from the blues guys and, and the early early jazz, like Baby Dolls played one. Okay, that kind of stuff, right? There. And and like, but the the Zydeco guys will use like spoons or right, something, right. but uh, but you use uh, thimbles. thimbles, yeah. That's Thimble, what, that's thimbles what the, on your fingers. That's what's with the blues guys and the jazz guys, and, and you know and. Uh, and uh, the, the drug bands people play use stuff, and it, it gives you a lot of opportunity for uh, for to 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 play more intricate rhythms, right? Well, yeah, and plus you know, like some people have four on hand. I, I use two in each hand, and it's just like you can do different stuff with it. You get different sounds, especially when you're playing softly. You can you know if you like this, like that, like that on the side or on the front, like, and you get the chance to be able to like. It's like having drumsticks, right? And that's what it is. And also the thing about it is people forget is that. Uh, since I played congas and bongos, I, the cans are like like bongos also. Uh huh. So I use that finger thing like that. You know. Okay. Now now, uh, washboard is a it's it's an easy instrument. I mean, when you play as well as you do, you can almost play with any band. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen you go around like sometimes the iguanas will be playing. Yeah. A DBA, and you'll just stroll in from some other gig because you know we're old oh, friends. Yeah, yeah. You, I love playing you playing. guys, man. You'll you'll come in, you'll stand on the side of the stage and look at us. We're like, Jazz, come on, yeah, come, yeah, yeah, come yeah. On up here and play. <laughs> and c- because we we always know when you get up there, it's going to be a lift to us. You know, right. it's it's going to be a, a a new sound. And uh, and I love playing with Doug. You Doug, know what I mean? I mean he, he, he he got the space. He gives me the space, and like that. The, because then when I'm playing with with the, with a drummer, then I get to like this added little bit. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not the I'm not the guy keeping the thing going. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just like put a little bit here, a little bit there. So. Right, right, right. And then you drop that uh, that front desk bell in there. Right, right, right. Hit that <laughs> bell in there. <laughs> and it'll go, go ooh. Right, right. I always say hit that G spot. That's what it is. Okay. All, All right. right. Uh, that makes sense to me. All right. <laughs> So, so the ten men have had great success. You guys go travel and, and play in, in Japan and Europe. Play Japan and Europe. We're going on the big easy cruise with the heavy hitters and stuff like that. That's right. It's coming up in November. Coming right? up in November, man. Nice. That's that's good. got our flights all booked and everything. You know? Now, now I imagine that you'll be walking around with the with the washboard on and sitting in with every band there. I'm, I, there's a good possibility of yeah. that. There's also talk. They just called me today about, hey, can we get the blues trio on there? So might, that might even be on there too. Okay. But yeah, I, I'm planning on like, I, I plan on going around bothering people. I call that. I'm, right. I'm, I, go, I'm, I go down to there and say, what are you doing on Fred Street? And I say, oh, I'm just going around bothering people. I, I don't want to play a lot. Ah, bye. <laughs> nice, nice. 
Now, well, something I wanted to talk about, like uh, the washboard history, we got into a little bit of that, and I was, uh, somebody was mentioned something about uh, uh, like spaz bands, and I was, uh, I was oh, like, spaz bands? Yeah, you, you you know that term? Yeah, oh yeah, like, they call spasms, like, spasm bands, spasm bands. Right. That's what I meant. To, right. So I'm looking up the wrong thing. That's right, right, guys. Look, but, look at the spasm uh, bands. Spasm yeah. bands, like like uh, like Spike Jones. Spike I guess, Jones, was yeah. Like Spike that. Jones was like that. Harlem Ham Fats, people like that. Yeah. Okay. Jam bands. Yeah. They have like kazoos and, yeah. and crazy like uh, uh, kazoos with big uh, I, I mean, uh, like, metal resonators on them. And like uh, Uncle Lionel, he was in the spasm band. Him, okay. him, and, like they talk about playing with kazoos and washboards like that and, and snare drums. So yeah. And washed up bass, those kind of stuff. Right, yeah, right. spasm bands. Spasm bands, yeah. That's yeah, the, spasm Because somebody yeah. mentioned that to me the other day, that, that term. I was like, wow, I haven't thought of that Yeah, in, look at spasm bands. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. It was, just kinda, it was, it was all together put together instruments, you know, homemade instruments. Like, you know, I mean, it, 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 most instruments eventually start off a homemade instrument, like, especially the string instruments, you know, like the... the uh, uh, what they call it when you had it on on a string on the barn? I can't I can't remember what they call a diddly it. Diddly bow. Yeah, yeah, right, stuff like that. Sure. So yeah, right. Okay, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Really digging back here. Well, uh, so you've this this uh, the the washboard has has taken you not only around the world but uh, all across uh, show business. Uh, you've you've wound up in a in a because you're a very uh, photogenic guy, you know. It's uh, you're easily recognizable. You've wound up in in a bunch of different movies and television shows and stuff. You were in in a movie I really liked uh, uh, the Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh yeah, me and Nicolas go back. I'm like detective. three of the yeah. stuff, man. I remember seeing you in that. that I, was I remember good. one time we were Tim Man. I think we were doing Porter it. Call New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. was yeah. Yeah. We were in one. Uh, we, were, we were doing one shot with Nicolas Cage and uh, Tim Man. He was doing a, a shoot with uh, Wendell Pierce. Yeah. He looked over and said, "Went to high school with." Wendell yeah, Pierce. yeah. He looked over and yeah, said, yeah. "You again?" I said, "Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing?" I said, "You again?" I said, "Yeah, man." <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, um, I've been, uh, I've been very fortunate to, to be able to, to do the stuff I've been able to do with that, with that, the simple instrument of the washboard and. And spread joy and happiness, and people smile, you know, when I play. Yes. They, and they say something that, wow, that's so so simple, but it makes people happy. And, you know, I mean, that's what music kind of do, make people happy, make them think, make them, uh, sometimes you reflect on stuff, sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's just like an escapism. But if you can make people smile... You did your job. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and and again, it's I always say it's it's not the uh, it's not the tool. It's the person using the tool. Like a plumber shows up with a plunger. Right. Any, anybody can buy a anybody, plunger. Yeah, anybody can buy a plunger. Yeah. But using one, uh, there's a difference between like a, a homeowner using a plunger and a and a professional plumber and, exactly. and you would think well what is there no there's a technique man there's there's a, there's a lot more I, to it than you understand i'm a professional percussionist right that's, right that's what it is right you know right, you right. Pro, well, you, Renee, professional will you pay for a professional plumber to come to your place or uh, are you just going to do it yourself uh well i do it if i can and uh you know sometimes I'll have he's to a cheap bastard call in the big he, guns. he doesn't want to well pay. well i like to if it's something i can do i like to have the satisfaction of doing it myself but you know like when i say a plumber for instance, I learned this one time. 
you know, I always thought a plunger, like you only needed to have as much water in the basin uh-huh. to to make a seal around the plunger. All right. That's not true. To really make a plunger work correctly, you got to put several inches of water in that basin or right. in that well, tub. Yeah, yeah, you like that. give yeah. some weight to it. You yeah. like like yeah. put five or six as much water as you can fit in there and comfortably still plunge it, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get a lot more force on that that thing coming back. So it's a, it's a, you and, know, it's and a, New Orleans is the only place I I've never had a street job because I've done a lot of jobs. I've done a lot of factory jobs and especially a lot of cooking jobs. I've done all kind of short order cooking, high 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 pressure cooking like that. And um, my my dad was a cook. Uh, my son's a cook. My brother's a cook. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, but my my son, both his grandparents were grandfathers were cooks, and um, okay, and I done a lot. Of, you know, I done wire stranding. I made soap. I did yeah. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. There. <laughs> you ever make candles? Huh? You ever make candles? Candy? Candles? 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 Uh, candles? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I never that. make candles. I didn't uh, make candles. Uh, I, that's one thing I never did make was candles. Right. I've known people that made them, you know, dip right. stick like that. But no, right, I never right, make right. candles. But so in New Orleans, you you uh, play in the washboard is has uh, has that's been it. That's that's all you need to do. That's all, that's all I've been doing. I played a little congress with some couple guys. I had last time I was with uh, my partner, old St. Louis Slim. He had a calypso band. We used to play down. The, uh, he called it. He played uh, Dixie stuff. Dixieland traditional stuff in uh, Calypso styles. We call it Calypso Land. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So I got to play with that, but definitely I have, my hands are all screwed up anymore. You can see I can't really keep them flat. So oh, okay. All I can do is board anymore. Right, right, right. Plus, arthritis is starting to set in, so I'm slowing down some these days. Oh, you know, you're, 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 you're doing you're, you're doing you're doing really good. Well, well, <laughs> well so. Uh, looking at your discography, you've played on like uh, over a hundred records. Uh, with yeah, a, I've been on a, a bunch of records. Other and artists, and, and I, I noticed uh, like you played on three John Hammond records. Right. Yeah. How, how did you wind up getting hooked up with John Hammond? Well, uh, he was playing in uh, uh, Colorado, Colorado and Boulder at the Fox Theater, and my friends of mine were in the great, great blues band out called Pork and Bean, they would say, hey, man, you got to have Chad play with you. And I ended up playing with him, and I was like, whoa, he dug it. So I, when he came through town, I would play with him, and then he got me on one album, and then he uh, called me up and got me another album. This one was the one we did with um, J.J. Kale out in, uh, out in um, San Diego, and that's the one that got nominated for a Grammy and stuff like that. Nice. And the funny thing about it was, like, he sent it to the record company. They said, "No, no, they got to put something on there besides that washboard stuff." So he got he got Lou Charlie in the Nightcast, and I stayed on it for like three cuts. And and the people, the Grammy people said, "Well, it's the washboard stuff that really liked it, you know." Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like, so yeah. So I was on a Grammy nominated album. We lost out to uh, Otis Rush, which ain't, ain't no bad thing. Uh, no shame in that. Ain't no, no bad thing no, there. No, no, no. no but no, I've I've been fortunate to play on a lot of people's stuff, you know. And um, now, like I said, I got four bands here, and we got two albums coming out. One with the Tin Man, and one with the Palmetto Buck Stompers, and. You know, it's 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 so funny because the music business changed so much. You know, in the last ten years, fifteen years. I mean. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, for kids today, I don't know how they can do it. Yeah, well, you know, you used to be able to uh, sell records and people bought records and bought records. Uh, and listened to records and followed music, and it's uh, it's been. You kind know of, anymore. And now they think it's free. 
should be free. Uh, it's it's been kind of uh, denatured, demonetized, right? In right. A certain sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but you know, you still keep playing for the love of it, and like, that's it. That's it. Like man. I say, I'm 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 near the end, so I ain't got to worry about shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just, I can just, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Just, so I, just <laughs> running out the clock. Yeah, at this point. I, I, yeah, yeah. The clock <laughs> of time is running out. So I, you know, I, I hear you, man. I'm doing you the same thing. You know what I mean? Thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> 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 well, uh, uh, so uh, something that that technology has allowed to happen is a thing you've been involved in. This playing for change. Wow, that's that that's been a. That's been a boon for me. Talk a about that a little bit. What well, you know, Mark Johnson came, and, and he was looking for people to play, and uh, he hooked up with me, and I was on the first one. You know, the, So uh, playing for stand change, by me. it's a thing that they, they, they take people from all over the world, really, all musicians over the world. all over the world, and you all record, uh, record remotely. Mm -hmm. You record remotely, but, you know, you got to... You know, you got headphones on, listen to a track, and, and they put you, and you play along with it, and then everybody's playing along with it, and then you got, you know, videos of people, everybody playing. Right. So I've done stuff with, you know, Keith Richards, right. Taj Mahal, just like that. I'm on like about seven of them. Right. I was I, watching one recently, and I was like going through all the people. I was like, fuck, there's chances on this. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of people to come to New Orleans and say, I, I saw you on Playing with Change. I had to come see you. I mean, I've got like something like, I don't know, 20 million views. Yeah. I mean, like, gee, I mean, uh, who could ask for more than that? Right. I mean, so, like, yeah, that's been a great thing. I really think it's a really cool thing, too, what he does. I mean, they, they build schools in Africa and impoverished companies like that and get help with water and everything like that. And right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good thing, but... uh it 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 mushroomed, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's mushroomed. Uh, it's tremendous, man. For a couple of troubled men, you know, you guys look pretty at ease. Oh well, you know, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking pretty at ease. A couple of troubled very men. Tired. This is yeah. our this is our element. This is when we get to relax, let yeah. our hair right. down, have a couple of cocktails. So, uh, yeah. I gotta ask, man, you gonna run for you gonna run again? Cool, cool. Yeah, no, we, we did a benefit it. for you last yeah. time. You know, yeah, Tim Men did. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a hundred years ago, yeah. yeah, we did a benefit yeah, for you. So if you, ever, if you ever want to go again, you know, know, let us know. I, 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 this is. Uh, I mean, you'd be crazy turn, too. But, yeah, yeah I'm turning I mean, the corner. I'm not very healthy right now. I mean, so the, the times uh, are even more troubled than before. Yeah, I know. We'll yeah. see. Uh, we'll see yeah, what the yeah, future holds. Like to say, the future is unwritten. Yeah, the future <laughs> so, is, is uh, unwritten. Yes, yeah. I like to say. Uh, if you're not troubled, you're not paying attention these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. If you're not troubled, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I'm very tired right now. <laughs> well, uh, well, Chaz, it, it's it's been uh, it's been such a thrill to finally have you on, man. I'm, I'm glad to be. I was, I was like, the one of you guys gonna get me on here. Well, that's like, the thing. Cool guy. Uh, that's a no, no. That's a thing. I it's do. Like, I do. It's when it, when, it, when it finally comes up, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. What the, what the you know? <laughs> uh, you know, we only do one Timing, a week. Timing. It's all it's about, a, it's about timing. Is everything. Time, time. Talk to a percussionist. Yeah, right, time right. means everything, man. Well, uh, yeah. uh, Chaz, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank, thank you, Renee. So thank, thank you, Manny. And, and say hello to your, your I'll say hello to uh, to tell yes, to Sarah and, yes. and Fern and yeah. my son and Jessica yeah. and everybody. Uh, yes, good indeed. Kids. And, uh, they're all good kids. Chaz is always uh, in the Troubled Men podcast and the Troubled Nation. We like to say trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. It does continue. Good night. Onward good. through the fall. Good night. <laughs> you got to sing with me. Every little thing you got to sing with me. All you got to bring, just sing with me. 